Evening live from the DT Studios, this is Daily Turismo Radio, powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, and co-founder, Chris Florin. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting live on TalkRadio1.com from the uh, scenic studio in Gardena, California. Um... Coming up on today's festival of cars, comedy, and culture, we've got a guest joining us in the studio. We'll play some of our regular games. We'll have a technology corner from the website. The regular stuff, good stuff. Um, but first, let me introduce some of the guys in the room with me today. I've got uh, my co-host, C-Flow. Hey, hey. How you doing? <laughs> Excellent. And um, producer Ben is uh, going to be quiet over there. Um, but... Uh, joining joining us today is a man whose name is synonymous in American motorsports with performance. He is currently a director of the Carroll Shelby Foundation and on the board at Shelby International and the grandson of the late, great Carroll Shelby. He is also an organizer of a fantastic car show coming up this weekend right here in Gardena, California. And so we're honored to have with us today Aaron Shelby. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Good, good. So this weekend is a big weekend for the Shelby name. Um, Carol Shelby Tribute Show. Uh, tell the listeners, what, what is this about? Yeah, so this is our way of continuing to honor Carol and his memory. He passed away almost four years ago, uh, May of 2012, and so we decided it was appropriate to start doing an annual tribute show for him. And this takes place at his old, um, not really factory, but warehouse in Gardena. And we get some of his own collection out. We get uh, Shelby car clubs from around the area come in and bring their own cars. The Shelby American guys out of Las Vegas bring a trailer of cars over that some of the new things that we're producing, which is a lot of fun to see. And it's grown a little bit every year. It's said this is the fourth year and uh, it's going to be a great year this this year. And so, so how, um, how did it start? You know, do you, do you know the, the yeah, the so we, um, yeah, uh, Jenny Shreves is the director of the Shelby Foundation, and she really was the driver behind getting this whole program started. And she initiated the first one, and unfortunately, I could not be at the first one. I had a conflict that year, uh, but it was set up to be just a celebration of Carol. And we had a lot of his old compatriots there, and drivers, and team members, and it really turned out to be something. And everybody said, well, this one went so well, let's do it again. So now it's an annual tribute that we do. Uh, one of the special things that we have here is a panel of enthusiasts and old Shelby employees and drivers, oh. and that's something that's really unique to this show because you do have a lot of those folks that are based in Southern California. It's easy to get them over to the show, so we've got a great panel set up this year. Kind of a family reunion, it sounds it like. It is, yeah. most definitely. Very cool. Yeah, so that is the Spirit of Competition panel, right? That's correct. And so on that, uh, according to my list, is Bob Bondurant, yes. who was a Shelby American racer. Now he, he runs that uh, famous racing school. Uh, Adam Carolla. Correct. Funny man. Uh, Alan Grant. He's a Shelby American racer. As well as John Morton, another racer. And then yep. Gary Patterson. And uh, he's with Shelby American. He is. He works with Shelby American out of Las Vegas. We uh, we call Gary the VP of fun. So he's, <laughs> he's been around Shelby American for many years now, probably 20 years, I'd guess. Uh, knows the ins and outs of what we're producing today. Was there through making several cars in the 90s with Carol and really just a great Shelby enthusiast and a, and a great employee to have on board. Wow, that sounds like a fantastic panel. It's something that uh, I think uh, Chris and I are gonna are gonna be at the car show, and uh, you definitely need to come out. So oh yeah, have to watch that. Yeah, to listen to those guys. Um, so they're gonna talk about um, 
the 65 championship, Le Mans, and then racing today, is that? Correct. So you've got uh, Bob and Alan and John were all drivers for Shelby American back in the 60s. They drove Cobras, they drove Mustangs, they drove uh, Daytona Coupes, uh, raced in Europe and in the United States, were part of the championship team of the Daytona Coupes that won in 1965, the world championship. Also, uh, Bob was there in 64 as well over in Europe as in the Daytona Coupes, and they're going to tell their stories and talk about how what their history was, how they came to be Shelby drivers. They each have sort of unique stories on how they got to know Carol and got to be involved in that. And then some of them, you know, John and Bob raced many years on. John raced up through the early 2000s. Um, Alan didn't race much longer past the 60s. He went into, he was a, a successful real estate developer and um, has kind of cycled back into the racing world recently. So it's, uh, there should be some good stories there. And then I think Adam Carolla is even uh, probably more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a funny man. He is definitely, but he's a big car fan. And so um, if you're not familiar, he did a Paul Newman documentary a couple of years ago. Really a great, right. great show. And he also owns a number of Paul Newman's ex-race cars. And he, does, he takes them to historic races and races them himself. And so he's working wow. on a new show right now. Yep, that's uh, right. It's the the twenty four hour war. Correct. Now, have you seen that, or have you seen parts I have of it? No. Not. No, okay. I'm excited to see the trailer, just like y'all are. So, it's, okay. uh, I, I knew he was working on it. Um, you know, it's it's loosely based, I think, a little bit on the book Go Like Hell from A. J. Bame, which was a fantastic read. If y'all haven't read it, I I definitely recommend that. It, yeah. it follows that whole that whole genre. Right. The 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 sixties, the war between uh, Henry Ford and Enzo Ferrari. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And uh, your, your grandfather's right in the middle of it. He was, he was, <laughs> yes. And this is a big year for, for that kind of battle, too, because it's the uh, the 50th anniversary of the, the first time the GTs won. That's correct. Right? Yeah, and so, you know, Ford came out with the GT40. I think 64 was the first year it raced over at Le Mans and didn't do very well. In 65, right. they had some mechanical issues as well, and that's uh, about the time they brought Carol in, kind of just before the 65 race, and said, all right, you've you've been there, you've won, how do you do this? Yeah. And we've got an open pocketbook, just make it happen. So 66 was the year. Uh, Ford swept one, two, three. Um, Ferrari wasn't anywhere to be seen, and it was, uh, that was the story, <laughs> and that's what Henry Ford wanted. So right. it's a lot of fun. And the car numbers this year for the new Ford GTs are 66 and 67, because I believe Correct. they, they, they won the next to, year, right? They've got, they won four years in a row, and so they actually have yep. four cars this year, so they go up to 68 and 69 as well. Right. So. Wow. Very cool. Wow. Yep. And so on the... Um, up there on display with them is going to be the Ford GT40 that Andretti and Bruce McLaren uh, piloted in 67, right? That's correct. And I believe that was the car that won, they won the uh, 12 Hours of Sebring in, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, it's a okay. it's a gorgeous car. It's, it's still done up in period color paint scheme and, and numbers. And it's uh, I was just over at the shop and saw that. It's just it's something special to see. And that's a Mark III? It's a Mark IV, actually. Mark IV. Okay. Yep. Excuse me. And it's yellow It's and black. yellow. Yeah. got some black stripes on it. Right. You know, the white number panel on it. And it's it's really something special. That's the one where they kind of stretched it out and made it more of a... They did. A little uh, longer tail to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aerodynamics. Yeah. I, lo- I love the, the way that those those cars were chasing aerodynamics and, and they became sort of beautiful doing it. Yes. You know, a lot of modern race cars kind of, they get kind of ugly looking because, yeah. you know, it's, these guys are all in these CFD, you know, simulations. Correct. And there the guys were like, no, no, this car seems to look good. <laughs> The craftsman back in the day. Yeah, that worked. And it was all hand done. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's the big thing you think about that. It was a, a right. lot of drawings on a piece of paper and then, then hand done from there. So That's an old uh, an old practice from aerospace, I think. You know, yep. there were a lot of uh, guys high up in, in uh, aircraft manufacturers who said, you know, it has to look good in order to fly well. And yes. That 
seemed to be true back then. It worked. These days, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the same. They're doing more tricks with computers and controls and all that stuff. And, yes. and that applies to race cars too. But yeah, it's great to see some of those classics come back and, and uh, be shared with the public. It is, yeah. definitely. It's it's neat that they're still around. Yeah. yeah. So any other uh, big highlight cars that will be at the show? Well, one of the other 50th anniversaries this year is 1966 was the introduction of the Shelby Hertz GT350. And it was actually the GT350H was its moniker back in 1966. And right. so Hertz had a string of Shelby Mustangs that they leased out or rented out in their fleet. And it was there's all kinds of stories to go along with that, obviously. But uh, the 50th anniversary of that, they did a 40th anniversary model in 2006. We'll have that car there as well. And then with the 50th anniversary, we've just rolled out a brand new one. Uh, worked with Hertz earlier this year, introduced it at the New York Auto Show, and actually I was at the Hertz counter yesterday, and they've got them here in L.A. Wow. Uh, technically rolling out Memorial Weekend across the country. That's uh, It's not a lot of cars, about 150 cars that they're going to put in 17 destinations around the country. But we'll have a couple of them at the show tomorrow, and that's uh, that's another special one that you'll get to see. So is there a waiting list to, to rent one of those, or well, how does that work? No, <laughs> I, I, they're, they're a little pricey, though, oh, so okay. you, you got to be willing okay. to pay for it. Yeah. So. Um, and really, quite frankly, most, most people don't know they're on the market yet because they were pretty public on Memorial Weekend will be when they're available. Okay. So. Uh, but I was in Detroit earlier this week and they had one up there as well. So Unfortunately, there's probably be, there'll be a disclaimer saying, don't take this on a racetrack. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> but for driving definitely. around Gardena, it'd be great. It's great. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's there good. you go. Vince well, drove his Mustang I, today. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm on 69 out front. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing if there's any um, CSX T's there. The little Omni, oh, Shelby. the Dodge Omni, the, the Dodge Omni cars, yeah. right? Because there's yes. there was a thrifty, uh, right? That that was the rental car version, right? It was, yes. Oh, thrifty. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about yeah. that. Yes, yeah. so they, they did have those. So I don't know if there's a T there. There are going to be some of the Shelby Dodge cars on display. So yeah, we'll see a few yeah. of those. And and the CSX VNT was the first to use a variable nozzle turbine turbocharger in production. You got it. And Porsche says, "Oh, we're the first, you know, these days," yeah. but. They yeah. forget about that one. They do. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years little, prior. It was a little under the radar. Yeah, so. yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, those those cars, um, talk about future collector cars. Mm-hmm. You can buy those cars for, you know, a couple thousand dollars today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Dakota, the the Lancer, the Shelby Lancer. The um, Omni, yeah, CSX. Uh, CSX, yeah. Chargers. Yes. And um, I can't imagine those cars aren't going to be worth something in the future. I think they'll continue to go up in value, and I don't know what the numbers of those that are currently out there, but I've, I've agree with you, and I've seen them. And, and actually, I've looked at trying to get one of the GLH, the Omni GLHs. Yeah, right. Carol taught me how to drive in one of those when I was 11, so oh, wow. I've got a special <laughs> special place for one of those in my garage, hopefully, one yeah. day. So. Yeah, they, they're, they're uh, or GLS, GLS. GLHS. Yep. It was even the Some S more. version. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, the, yeah. that's the one to get. If, <laughs> if we see one come through our tip line for Daily Turismo, we'll, Let me know. we'll send it your way. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny how um, when uh, Shelby beat uh, Ferrari back in the 60s, you know, and, and the, the racetrack, today I, I, I think that there's a parallel in the Shelby's, the values and the, and the collectability of Shelby's sort of beating Ferraris from the same era in terms of collectability and in terms of what you want to actually drive every day. Yes. You know, you could drive a Shelby GT350 on the street and you wouldn't worry about um, 
you know, breaking something and getting a really expensive repair bill as opposed to a Ferrari from the 60s. And, you know, you're yeah. going to think, oh, I don't really want to. <laughs> you're never going to get it out there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah yes, so. That's for sure. Now, they're definitely more usable, but I tell you, the pricing on those uh, 60s classic Shelbys, are, they're going up. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's a couple of those where I've talked to people and they're like, we just can't take it down the road. It's just too too much risk. Mainly you're talking on the Cobras more than anything else. Right. And, and yep. particularly a Cobra with some good racing pedigree to it. Those are those are getting pretty pricey today. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't make any more of those, right? No, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. And I like it when you see a Cobra that isn't, isn't restored. When it's in yep. original condition, yep. skinny tires, a little bit of patina. I saw um, the first one at, at SEMA one year in Ford's booth. Yes. It's a like a dark blue color. It is. Yeah. yeah and it's still in the uh, in the Heritage Center out in the Shelby American Las Vegas. Okay. It's, it's prominent out there. We have a small museum out there and it's uh, it sits front and center. You get a part of the story if you take the tour and it's it sits there. It's a it's a classic for yep. sure. So. And it's still got like the original interior and everything. Yeah, the seats and, are all torn up yeah. and it's uh, you know, it's been repainted many, many, many times. Okay. I remember <laughs> the last time it was technically be re- repainted, but you know, the story was back in um, the early 60s when Carol built that car, he would repaint it for every magazine interview. So it looked like he had more cars. Right, right. <laughs> and so okay. nobody knows exactly how many coats of paint actually or, ever got on the or car. Or what the original color yes, was. There was or, never yeah. really an original, original color. But that's part of the story. That's Yeah, you can't, is, you can't take away that history. That's yep. great. You yeah. got it. Wow. So do you have any Shelbys in, in your own garage? So I do. I've got the uh, 2015 GT350. Uh, that just came out last nice. year. It is a fantastic car. I've got to tell you, Ford really did a good job on that one, and Carol would have been real proud of it. So it's a lot of fun. I've got two boys. They love to ride around in that. And <laughs> yeah, look forward but... to getting a little track time in it as well. Hopefully a little later this year I'm going to get out on the track. And that's the 5.2-liter flat is, plane? It is the flat plane crank yeah. with the, uh, that, what they call the Voodoo engine. Right. It is just uh, – Ford's never done anything like it before. It's operates similar to a Ferrari engine. They've got the flat plane cranks. Yeah. Um, but it's the rev – Goes up to eighty two fifty, I oh, believe, wow. is the yeah. red line, <laughs> which is not something you're used to. And, yeah. uh, I was fortunate last year to get to drive one at Laguna Seca, and the instructor next to me just kept saying, "Just let it go. Don't shift. Don't right. shift. Still go." <laughs> it seems so, wrong. You yeah, want to shift, it but does, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic car. Fortunate, a good job on that one. Yeah. I haven't heard one of those in person yet, but it sounds the sound great. It, yeah. Yes, and we'll have a couple of those out the show tomorrow. We'll okay. have both the R model and a couple of regular ones at the show tomorrow as well. So. Very All cool. Right. And that's right. You'll be able to hear it at 1 p.m. when they do the... the we do the rev. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so okay. that's kind of our... Uh, that was a unique thing that came up um, at the first tribute. And I'm not sure exactly what the genesis of it was, but it was thought of how do we honor Carol? And the idea was everybody turn your engines on and rev your motor for 60 seconds. And that'll be the honor that we do for Carol. And so that's gotten to be common, not just at the tribute here in Gardena. We do it at our show in Dallas. And I know other Shelby clubs do it at their annual shows as well. So it's kind of the one way that's that's unique to the car world you can honor somebody. Yeah. And it's it, it can get pretty loud. You get a <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah. So. Kind of like a 21-gun salute for the military. It is a little yeah. bit, yes, yeah. definitely. Wow, that's well. that's neat. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and I would recommend it's better to be outside than inside when that goes <laughs> Yeah. <on>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so if you could drive any Shelby car every day, what would it be? Well, I have to tell you, as a daily driver, the new GT350, it's just because you have all the modern conveniences in it. But as right. people ask me what my favorite Shelby was, I would say it's the 289 Cobras. I think they're they're the classic. It's the original, more or less. Obviously, the first one had 260 in it, but it was uh, yeah. the 289s mm-hmm. really are my favorite of the classic Shelby cars. Narrow fenders and, right? Yep, yeah. and they're drivable. It's like a little roadster. Um, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Yep. And mm-hmm. my, my only negative is I'm a little tall and I don't necessarily fit in very well. That's so. okay. The roadster, <laughs> your head will stick yeah, up, you know. exactly. <laughs> Good, okay. Um, so, uh, 
I want to talk a little bit about the Shelby Foundation. Now, um, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a huge fan of the work your grandfather Carol did over the years. Um, and I, you know, I understand he had a heart condition, um, but that didn't stop him from being a test pilot in World War II, uh, a successful race car driver, a great businessman. Um, but I, I want to know, was he as warm and honest of a person um, as his reputation to the outside world? He was. I think when it, particularly when it comes to children and, and the foundation, what the what his desires were with that. You know, he went under underwent his heart transplant in 1990, yeah. and that really changed some of his outlook, and that was the genesis of the foundation. Um, he did realize quickly after he formed it, it was going to be focused primarily on transplants. Those are expensive, and you couldn't you couldn't touch enough people. And so he pulled back a little bit and said, all right, let's look at transplant needs. It could be physical therapy. It could be medications post-transplant. That opened up a wider breadth of, of what to look at. And then in the last, oh, probably 10 years, he expanded into automotive education. And this is technical training for, it's not just mechanics, it could be other things as well. But we've got the Carroll Shelby School in Northeast Texas um, that really works on training the younger generation on how to work on a car. Oh, that's and great. And how yeah. do you... It gives them also an out. You know, there's not always a lot of a lot of these folks grow up on farms and they're rural communities. They're not exactly sure how they're going to go make make a living for themselves. Yeah. And, and giving them this technical training is really a way to do that. And he was a big proponent of it. Uh, he saw many years ago that cars are getting more difficult to work on, and it's um, you've got to have not just mechanical skills but computer skills and other things as well. And so those two focuses really were were key for him. No, that's that that's good. Um, and uh, the the event tomorrow is going to support, or some of the, the the money raised at it will support the Shelby Foundation. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, we've got a couple of raffles that we're going to hold. We'll be selling raffle tickets, and those proceeds go to the foundation. Um, you know, we've we've had to redefine ourselves. A big money maker for the foundation in the past was Carol signing autographs, and right. obviously he's not around any longer. So we have some old things that he had signed that we we sell off every now and then. We actually have some cars that were in the foundation that we can sell every now and then to raise some proceeds, but we're, we're still kind of crafting how we move forward and how, how we succeed in, in fundraising as we move forward. So, uh, but events like this, we, we bring in a lot of the Shelby shows around the country. We'll have small auction items. Maybe it's artwork, maybe it's diecast cars, maybe it's, uh, it's some other Shelby memorabilia that come in and, and solicit donations on. Glove box doors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. We've we signed got, a lot got of, those, of those. Right? Yes, yep. there, there's a few of those in the yep. store right now. So that's that, cool. that, that's good. I mean, any, anytime that you know um, people can give back, people you know who get a lot from the community, give back to the community. Um, so um, if anyone uh, listening to the radio show wants to make a donation, you can go um, to shelby.com and then click on the foundation link at the top, and there's instructions on how to donate there. That's correct. Any other? Um, uh, what, what about the mechanic school? Is that a, something that yeah, gets it's donations? No, it's a, it's a, it does. And so it's Northeast Texas Community College, and you can go online and find that under under that name. It's a Carroll Shelby Technical School at Northeast Texas Community College, and you can find them online. We give them annual support from the foundation, but they also do their own fundraising as well for the program. And it's similar to the medical medical needs as well. The foundation is actually being honored later this year by the Children's Organ Transplant Association out of Indianapolis. We wow. provide them donations every year, and they, they help transplant support and transplant needs for, for children primarily. So we, we try and find those partnerships. We're not the experts on it uh, as far as Jenny and I go and Joe and things, but we try and find and partner with the groups that are the experts on how to get the dollars in the right hands. And, and yeah. Children Organ Transplant Association and the Northeast Texas Community College are two of those partners that we have. Very right. cool. Excellent. I think that technical school is great too because, you know, as jobs keep getting outsourced and 
and all that happens, you, you still need mechanics. You still need people to physically work on vehicles and it's, it's a valuable trade and it's something that can offer a, a, you know, a lifetime of, of satisfaction and, and a way to support yourself and your family. And I think that's, that's great to, uh, keep that going as much as possible. Yep. No, we're, we're, and we're, we're trying to see about taking that program a little more, I wouldn't say nationwide, but we're looking for a couple other school partners. We can do it in other parts of the country as well. Hopefully in the next year to two years, we'll have something more definitive on that. Very cool. I'm a big fan of the Carroll Shelby chili too. Yeah, it's <laughs> Every, good. I, I wish we still owned that. It'd be nice. But <laughs> yeah, it's just find uh, it in the grocery store all the time. Now, yeah. It is. Well, we um, you know, Carroll actually sold that to Kraft back okay. in the mid '80s, but he still produced it for mm. them. And then when Kraft sold it to, I believe it's the current owners. I can't remember the name. They took over all the production and and. Uh, so we don't have anything to do with it anymore. So, okay, but it's well, still fun to have it's out still there. Good. It's a good, good marketing tool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anytime I make chili, I make sure to get that, that mix. Yep. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, there's going to be craft beer, I believe as well, right? There are, yeah. About, uh, two, maybe three years ago now, we, we licensed with a group that's doing some craft beer. They do some Shelby branded water and some energy drinks and things like that. So they're always at the show and they have a tent set up okay. and, and get some samples. It's, uh, they do a good job. All right. So, uh, that's tomorrow guys. Um, May 21st right. in Gardena from That's 9 right. o'clock in the morning till 3 p.m. in the afternoon is the Carl Shelby tribute. Um, there's going to be food and, and uh, 12 noon is the spirit of the of the competition panel and then 1 p.m. is the rev it up. Did I miss anything? Nope. That's We'll have prizes and uh, we'll be handing out the car prizes probably about uh, starting 2 o'clock, 2.30 and then the show winds up about 3 o'clock. And a bunch of really cool cars. Too, there right? are yeah, definitely going to be yeah. a bunch of really cool cars. So. Very nice. Yes. Yep, especially if you're a fan of anything Shelby, this yeah. is this this show to go to. Uh, okay, well, Aaron, hey, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate that you came down to talk to us for a, a while about about cars, about uh, about Shelby. Um, I'm a huge fan of all the work that has been done over the years. Um, both your grandfather and the company Shelby International um, has been a big asset for for car guys. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time today and enjoyed it. All right. Okay. Well, guys, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our uh, discussion of cars and, and fun stuff. You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Love Tool Review, brought to you by DailyTurismo.com. Open up your wallets and break out your credit cards. It's time for another Blue Glove Tool Review. So, a little trivia here for you DT fans. The Blue Glove Tool Review was originally going to be named Wrenches, Crowbars, and Turny Things, or Rectum for short. We changed the name just in time. So today I want to talk a little bit about a turny thing, specifically a, a ratchet, and the, the most common ratchet that you'll ever use, the 3 8 inch drive ratchet. So, uh, you know, there are many people who sell you these, and I can tell you right now I've tried many. I've tried the Craftsman ones and the ones from Harbor Freight and wherever, but 
One of the nicest ones you'll ever put your hand on is the Snap-on F80. Okay, and this is like sort of a gold standard. You can buy it at the Snap-on store or whatever. But um, it's going to cost you close to $100, maybe $75. You can get on Amazon on sale. Um, but it's a good, rugged piece with uh, very fine ratchets. Um, I forget if it's something on the order of 50 clicks per, per rotation. Um, and you're going to use your 3 ratchet a lot. And so you keep the, the sockets, you can use the cheap ones. But the ratchet itself, you want to get the nice one. And so go to DailyTurismo.com, check out the Blue Glove Tool Review, you can click through to our affiliate links, and you can buy them on Amazon, or buy them through eBay, um, for about $75. So, um, just go ahead and buy it, and don't worry, we won't tell your wife about it. Hey, uh, big thanks to Aaron Shelby for joining us in the, the studio today. Uh, he had to run. He's got some uh, car show to put together for tomorrow. But um, we're uh, we're sending uh, Aaron on his way. And again, thanks to him. He, he was a fantastic guest, and we appreciate his time. It was, it was an honor to have him here. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. There you, there you go. It was an yeah. honor. Um, but we're actually going to bring in a, um, I don't know, sort of a pinch hitter. He's just going to sit here, and, and I don't know if he's going to say anything, but uh, his name is D. Wood. D. Wood, come up close to the microphone and say hi to everyone listening. Hi, guys. And um, he's no, it's not really an interview as much as he's like going to join us in, in camaraderie. camaraderie. Yeah. 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 I'll make some comments from time to time. Yeah, feel free yes. to make fun of Vince or tell Vince that he's wrong. That, or, that, that's always a priority. Yeah, anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> it happens sometimes, every well, once, I think. Uh, so, guys, if you're listening uh, on the um, on the interweb or, or your radio or however, however you listen to the show, um, if you want to call in and uh, be like D. Wood and tell us that we're doing things wrong, uh, you can do that at area code 424 so that number again is 424-260-2822. Call in and uh, yell at us. Berate us. Berate us. We don't We're ready for it. Yeah, we had yeah. some great callers last week. Right. We had some a guy in Kentucky who called yeah. us about welders, and we had uh, one of Bill Caswell's friends, a Formula That's D right. driver. <laughs> he was on his lawn Formula playing soccer drifter. with this kid. Yeah. He called us up. It was fun. Uh, so anyway, um, I think we're going to do a little thing called the Technology Corner. I think we are, too. Is, is there? It, are you sure we're going to do technology corner? I, I that's what the board says. Yeah, I, mean, I just do what I'm told. Yeah, you're if the, you put you're a cue card, I wish you guys would do what you're told. <laughs> you're, All right, fine. Okay. We'll do technology corner. All right. And now it's time for technology corner. It certainly is time for technology corner. That was John Varker, by the way. 
Give Fantastic voiceover there. artist. He's a professional. Uh, unlike us. Um, yes. So today, He's by that, far yeah. the most professional guy on the show, like by far. And by definition, too, because we pay him to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many times he's had his guests like in the chair and that's not the equipment not working and trying to figure it out. That didn't happen at all today. No, not at all. I, I wonder if he's actually <laughs> listened to the show and just like shaking his head like, I can't believe these guys use my voice. I, I like, highly I doubt he I listens to the show. To <laughs> I'm sure he has better things to do. Right, technology uh, Corner. Technology corner. Okay. The subject of today's Technology Corner is welding. Ooh. Those little sparky, yes. sparky kind of flame things that I'll talk people do. Since we have Bill Caswell. Oh, no, that was last week. That was last week. We did oh. talk about welders last week. Yeah, and what, tires. Lincoln versus Miller. Right. But today we're going to talk about the process, welding. That's and right. And all of the myriad things that go along with that. So... Where do we start, Vince? I mean, what is let's welding? Just, let's just start with with really basic. If you're a, if you're a, a, a guy at home with a two car garage or a and, girl, sure, or a lady, and, and you want a a welder to be able to start doing a little bit of welding on either your say your furniture at home or a car project here and there, and, and you're not professional, but you just want to get into it, where do you start, Chris? Where do you, where do you begin? Um, I would say the best place to start is to find a local welding shop and just go down and talk to the guys, um, and figure out like kind of what equipment you need and then you don't have to buy a brand new welder you can find one like on craigslist or or ebay or whatever and you could or you could buy a cheap one from like sears has them and home depot have them and uh harbor yeah, freight has I, them I say, don't go to harbor freight no, I mean, <laughs> if, if you're just if you just want to play around and like kind of glue some pieces of metal together with fire for a little bit and just you know practice i i'm sure one of their welders would would be fine for that like now, if you're scared of 220, you just want to stick to like 110. Yeah, that's okay. Um, with the the modern MIG and TIG welders, a lot of them have a uh, feature where you can switch between either 110 or 220. Um, I have a Miller Millermatic 211 MIG welder that has a interchangeable plug. So all you do is just like twist the end of the cord off and put a different plug on and plug it in. And it automatically knows whether it's 110 or 220. So that makes it really easy. Um, if you do have 220, like in your garage for your electric dryer or something, uh, that's that's better. Um, you'll get less less voltage drop uh, and more power to the welder, so you can run uh, like lower current. I think I think that's right. Higher voltage, lower current for the same power. That's right. Sounds I'm, good to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> P, P equals P equals IV. Yeah. Okay. What about you, D Wood? You do do any welding? <laughs> no, no, no. No. I, I let other people do the welding. Yeah. No, that's smart. <laughs> that's smart. Um, but just just a real basic overview. The types of welders that you might be interested in today would be either gas welding, which is like oxyacetylene, which is really old school. It's not electric, not arc welding. Um, you just you basically just have a torch with fire coming out of it, and you heat the metal up very gradually and melt it, and then use a piece of filler rod to add metal to the molten pool of metal. It's kind of um, like soldering, sorry. right? Kind of like soldering, Almost, except yeah. you you are melting the base metal. In soldering, you don't melt the base metal; you only melt the filler, right? So sure. in welding, you melt everything. Soldering's fun. I, I can yeah, get yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you know how to solder, if you've done if you've done projects with a soldering iron, whatever, you know, fix your RC RC car or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Then you know, we're gas still welding on that soldering project. Ben, we're never going to talk about soldering again. 
You, you're, you're dead should to I, me when it comes to soldering. Should I know a story here or what? <laughs> there was this clock project, and, oh. and, and our producer, Ben, decided he wanted a timer. A great clock for the studio. A timer for we the studio. We have a great clock. I see it right yeah, there. Yeah, no, was, no. You guys but, didn't make that? No. The thing is, is that there was an option to either buy like a, like a four, it was all made in China, right? So it was either a $4 uh, kit. Uh-huh. That we make your own clock or like a $5 oh, clock that's fully those. assembled. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So okay. Ben decided to save a buck and he got the $4 uh-huh. kit. <laughs> that's the kind of it showed show up. that this is. And it's all, okay, so first off, and he gives it to me, he Vince, put this together. And I said, well, I can solder, I can do this. And I opened it up and all the directions <laughs> are in Mandarin. That's awesome. Right? So D. Wood, do you speak Mandarin? Um, very little. Very little. Anyhow. Yeah. Shishi. Yeah. Uh, so I don't either. And the worst part is that some of the components weren't labeled correctly. Like it was Were a schematic. Wouldn't... So I can follow schematic. Yeah. Except there was polarity on certain things that okay. wasn't late. Anyway, anyway. Long story short, no, n- no soldering. Okay. So, but if welding. you, the listener, um, have done soldering, then you could do gas welding without much of a stretch. I mean, you need to learn kind of the different types of flame that you can make with a gas welder and how hot you need to get the metal. But in general, it's kind of the same idea. You add the filler rod uh, to the the molten puddle, and you there's a technique to doing that. But anyway, the common things, the common types of welding today are are arc welding, and there's stick welding, which I wouldn't really recommend unless you're just like making fences or something like that. But if you're doing uh, fabrication on a car or whatever, then you're going to be looking at MIG, which is metal inert gas, or TIG, which is tungsten inert gas. And MIG welding is kind of like, uh, you know, squirting metal out of a hot glue gun. So, yeah, you, you know, you, you pull the trigger, you make sure you're at the right settings and, and, you're, and the gun is close enough to the joint that you want to weld and you pull the trigger and it, and it kind of happens. And you kind of have to guide it and sort of know what's happening. But if you are a total novice and uh, want to try it out, MIG welding is a great way to get into it. And then when you get a little more advanced, you can go to TIG where you have a foot pedal to control current, which you can do really finely. Um, unless you buy a really cheap, crappy welder. But um, in the, the difference there is that the electrode is actually a piece of tungsten that doesn't melt, um, and then you're adding filler rod. With a MIG, MIG welder, it's wire feed, and uh, the filler comes out of the gun on a spool. So Good times. Anyway, okay, Good stop times. that. <laughs> We're, um, <clears throat> we have a small issue in the studio here. Yeah. Um, so uh, any, uh, any experience spot welding? Spot welding, I don't have a spot welder, but you can use a MIG gun, a MIG machine to spot weld. I mean, if you if you have two pieces of metal and you just need to make a couple little small welds to kind of stitch them together, you can, you can do that with a MIG welder. But a real spot welder doesn't have any filler at all. It just kind of clamps the two pieces and it puts a high voltage across the two tips Yep. and then fuses the metal together with no filler. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's good times right there. Yeah. You know, I read an article on the SAE website the other day about um, General Motors introduced a new, uh, and it's a first, a steel to aluminum welding process. Oh, wow. They're using for the seat back frames for the Cadillac CT6. Okay. Um, and they have 19 patents covering this process. Hmm. And um, fascinating reads on those patents, by the way. Okay. I'm digging through those. I'll uh, check that out. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. When I'm about but, to fall asleep, I will look that But it's aluminum and steel. They're, they're very dissimilar metals, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. One's and, ferrous um, and one is not. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one's ferrous and one's Bueller. Right. Um, and so when you spot weld two pieces of metal together that are so dissimilar, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's difficult. Bad things happen. How do they even get Glassy, they get brittle. Yeah. So they figured it out. These guys are smart. They got millions of billions of dollars to do it. And um, they figured out how to how to spot weld them together. And 
This, along with some improvements to their laser welding capabilities, they announced a total of 700 pounds in reduction of weight for the GMC Acadia and 400 pounds off the 2016 Camaro. So, by using aluminum? Well, uh, with by- this new process? Just by being able to replace like rivets, like the get rid of rivets, get rid of bolts, mm. by using spot welding. That's a lot of rivets. Well, aluminum's to, to, um, to steal. So, wow. I don't know. A Camaro's a big car. It's 400 pounds of rivets. Hey, in, you know, our, our neighbor up the street here, SpaceX, you might have heard of them. They use a, a pretty crazy welding method called friction stir welding, where it doesn't actually melt the metal. It's this little, like, like wand, I want to say, that's this little, like, solid tip that comes and joins or kind of squishes the metal and, like, spins really fast and gets it kind of, like, soft but not totally molten. Mm-hmm. And then they force the parts together and then it just kind of fuses and it like stirs the metal together. It's really very strange, but they use it to weld the um, aluminum skin pieces together of the of their rocket. Nice. That goes in space. So um, yeah, that one's, it's an electric machine because it has to be powered by something, but there's no arc and there's no molten metal, but it's still somehow welding because you're joining two pieces of metal without a fastener, right? And yeah. without mm-hmm. adhesive or glue or anything like that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of fascinating welding technology out there. <laughs> really good stuff that we're not experts in, but, you know. No, if you are, you, you, you guys can call into the show if you want to talk to yeah, us about welders. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of welders. By all means. <laughs> um, yeah, the daily weldismo here. There's, there's this show. common kind of, uh, I want to call it like a um, apprehension in a lot of, a lot of uh, enthusiasts who, like, want to start welding, but they never do for some reason because they're afraid of it or they or they think they can't do it or whatever and i would just say you know what you can do it just sit down with somebody who knows what they're doing have them tell you the basics and then just get some pieces of scrap metal and try to weld them together and you'll figure right. it out right. it's or, really or, not hard. or a bmw same thing yeah or a rusty old bmw <laughs> i have i have a lot of experience welding rusty pieces of metal to <laughs> yeah. slightly less rusty pieces of metal you did a good which job is not fun but <clears throat> no complaints on that yeah. So um, that was some serious cornering of technology. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, I think we're going to get a Nobel something for that. Nobel it, dump. I don't do they know. give? Do they give Nobel prize? I thought it was the um, not the Emmys. What's the Nobel what's the cricket. what's the radio awards? There's got to be some awards There's for radio. Awards Come on. for radio. I don't know. Yeah. What is it, Ben? Producer we're Ben. Not, <laughs> we're not radio well, for, people. For what? For radio? Yeah, for being like excellence in broadcasting. There's kind of uh, journalism. Probably, but <laughs> that's come on, we're not. We don't that that, that has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't even need to worry about that. <laughs> I need to have goals. I need to have goals and, and things. Well, I shout into my microphone. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> like I so said, we don't need to worry about we're, that. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Uh, um, I got that. That's good. So, uh, Ben. Producer Ben, what's the uh, what's the next game we're playing here? Uh, all right, well we're bringing back an old favorite, Vince. We're gonna bring back Ben's spectacular spec. Oh. And today on Ben's spectacular spec, it's ladies' night again. So this is <laughs> so this is what I got. Are we we've the had, ladies? We've, we've I think you could do better than us. We've had two female oh, guests on the show, right? <laughs> we've had. If you've listened to Daily Turismo, I mean, you can go back, you can go on iTunes or Podbean and listen to our shows. But we've had two lovely ladies on the show, Miss Ashley DeLuca and Sarah Fairfield. We should really probably and have so more female guests. So what I did guests. was I went back. I, I went back. <laughs> I didn't realize it was only two. <laughs> and I pulled some cars from that they said that they either owned or drove. In um, either a race or, you know... Some, some experience with it, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, 
um, since we need three categories for Ben's Spectacular Specs, the other women I decided to get were your DT contributors. So I have cars from everybody that's written on DT, on DailyTurismo.com. So I, do you guys remember how to play this game? Yeah, first I want to ask Vince about this beer, though. You guys are killing <laughs> Oh, yeah, the beer. Yeah, we're, we're all we're, we're drinking some beer here. It's called Svirtius. Yeah, um, I don't even know how to say that. We, Extra Svirtis. You know, I, I've decided that we can't just drink boring beers on no. this show. We're drinking some Lithuanian beer here. This is really esoteric, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a big uh, word for a 500 mil bottle of <laughs> Lithuanian lager, but it's from 1784, so it's very fresh. <laughs> Nothing uh, but the best. We're drinking Lithuanian yeah. Lithuanian beer here. It's 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 good times. Okay. So uh, we got that out so, of the way. So, so you're a European beer snob. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he bought it because right, it was like so, a dollar for so, a six pack. So, so this is how the game is played. <laughs> you, you know me too well. Yeah. Somebody probably gave it to him free. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Much like the bucket of. They paid the him a dollar to so take it. Exactly. I didn't, sorry. There was some Lithuanian women and they were trying to offer yeah, me beer. Yeah, four and a six. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, All right. <laughs> together that makes it ten. All right. Anyways. So this is it. So, so you get to pick from. I have folders labeled one, two, or three. Okay. All right. Mm. Number one is the Daily Turismo people. That means somebody who contributes for Daily Turismo could be one of you two as well. But we're not women. You guys are bitches. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks. All right. I see where this is going. Okay. <laughs> Next, uh, then I have folder two and three. One is Sarah, and one is Ashley. I will tell you who owned the car, and then. You guys will have to tell me how many specs you think it's going to take you to guess the card. It's hard, or how many specs you would need me to give you. Okay. So if you say if Vince needs like five specs, he'll say five specs. And Chris can say, no, I can get a, guess one of her cars in four specs. So you can oh, keep going down. Yeah. You can start it's high. Good. You go low. You can go negative. It's good. You know. Okay. So, all right. so let's, let's do someone, a, a guess, right? One of the ladies, right? You, okay. you pick, Chris. Um, uh, I'll choose Sarah because she's like apparently best friends with my wife now so i will uh she's a, I, she's I, a stunt driver too yeah and i, yeah. I think I, I have a pretty good handle on the cars that she's had okay so. pick a number between one and four then uh i'll, I'll choose two okay. oh you you spec that spec <laughs> i don't want a piece of that at one <laughs> okay All right, this was actually a little bit of an obscure one chris so how many specs do you think it would take you to guess a car that she drove i i said two i already said it you said it would take you two specs? Well, yeah. This, well, this is like, th that was the car you were picking. She, I have four different cars that uh, okay. she owned. All right, so go ahead. Two go specs? Ahead. Yeah. Vince, you think you can get it in less than two no, specs? No, 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 no. He's specking that All spec. All right, here we go. All right. I just I just won already <laughs> before it even started. <laughs> well, let's say if you get it wrong, Vince gets the point. Okay. All right, so the specs I'm going to give you are exterior measurements. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a good one. And then I will give you... I'll give you the engine performance since I'm nice. Okay. Uh, the exterior measurements are five feet two point six inches wide, four feet six point seven inches high. The length is twelve feet five point four inches. Okay. The ground clearance is six point three inches. Okay. Can I guess right now? Does it sure. start with M? <laughs> <laughs> Nissan 240SX. That's absolutely incorrect. Do uh. you have an idea what it could be? Uh, give me the engine power, please. You want the, the, the engine specs? Yeah. All right. yeah the engine great. specs are uh, the base engine is a 1.3 liter cam. 1.3? 1. 
It's an inline four, 16 valves. What it, it has 75. Is that a Metro? <laughs> That's a three cylinder. It's, it's got 79 uh, horsepower. Or wait, yeah. 79 horsepower at 6,000 RPM. And the turning circle is. <laughs> <laughs> turning circle. <laughs> 31.2 feet. If it was a I Volvo, have, I would get it because they have really small turning circles. Uh, it's clearly it's not, not a, a, a Mazda Miata, which was going to be my guess based on a 12 foot long car, but it's got to be some kind well, of 1.3 1. 1. liter. Three liter. Uh, Suzuki. XC90. I don't know. Is it an MGB? Wow. What did you say, Vince? I said Suzuki XC90. That's pretty close. She um she drove the Suzuki Swift <sighs> on Dang, the Nurburgring. Close. Oh, okay. Wow. So, that's okay. so it's almost a Geo Metro. Because yeah. the Metro is based on the Swift platform. Yes, I knew that. Which is in turn based on the 57 Chevy platform. So that's a point for Vince. Good job, Vince. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Wow, okay. See, now we're, we're up against a hard break. We'll play till three points unless Seaflow misses the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, Vince, since Seaflow picks last time, you get to pick this time. Uh, I get, I'm get. starting with a person? Yeah. Let's want, do Ashley want, DeLuca. Ashley, all right. Now I'll take what's behind door number one. All right, excellent. Make it easy on you. I think I know the, the way this game works now. Yeah, thanks. All right, door <laughs> number one for Ashley. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, how many specs? Do you I will get closer to the mic. I will guess it in three specs. Seaflow, you think you can I'll, guess I'll, a car that she drove in less than? Three? I'll do it in two. Too bad Dan's not here today. All right, let's see. I'm gonna guess that in one spec. One spec. <laughs> one spec. <laughs> All right. Do I get to pick the spec? You can actually, if you're gonna go one spec, you can pick the spec. Yes. Okay. What is it then? Movie. What's one the spec engine specs. The engine. Which, specs. What? No, that no, that's not one spec. That's the way Ben's spectacular spec yeah. is working. He's oh. giving out as the whole one engine category. Spec is, yeah, yeah, the whole one thing. category. Okay. All right. So Basically, engine performance is. is one spec. Yes, okay. Apparently. Engine performance is one spec. All right. Here it is. It's a 1.3 liter. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no. No. This. It's very easy now. Okay. If you don't get yeah. it, it's yeah, already this, done. Yeah. Geo. It's, it's done. It's two. It's two. I know what it is. Two hundred seventeen. Um. Horsepower. No, no, it's got 255 horsepower at 6,500 RPM. Yeah, yeah. And so then I have no easy, idea what Totally it is. easy. Come on, The, the torque is 217 foot-pounds at 5,000 RPM. It goes like that. It's kind of a four-cycle, or a four-cycle. But not of. really. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about some sort of Wankel uh, RX-7? Yeah. Right. Yeah, she has an FD wow. RX-7. Oh, okay. it's very I good. I didn't know she had an RX-7. <laughs> <Do you, like> <laughs> she talked about it on the show. <laughs> Dwood uh, and I both got it before you it. did. So. I know. Yeah, you know what? I, you give me like half a point or something. I think Christopher does have a point for that. <laughs> Actually, but we'll but give, it was we'll their fault for coming in and like helping me out. That's right? true. Yeah. Why are you guys helping Vince out? Come on. Haven't we learned that we don't help Vince out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help no, it. I don't know. I just feel bad for the guy. <laughs> no, you know, a, a producer also lives by that rule of not helping us out. <laughs> yes. All right. That's two points for Vince. Seaflow. No, he doesn't get here. that point. I'm giving him the point. You can't help him out. That, that's <laughs> D, that's D Wood's point. Come on. Yeah. That's my all right, point. We'll give D Wood the point. Yeah. All right. D Wood gets the point. You. All right. D Wood is your category. You got it first. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I've not read anything, so I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Pick one, two, or three. From category for, from either DT it's, Ashley it's, or or Sarah, because uh, it's ladies' night. I gotta go with <laughs> Ashley again. All right. Okay. All right. Out comes uh, the folder. One or two. Pick one or two. Two. <laughs> oh, this one's gonna be easy. This is a very complicated All game. Right. All right, D Wood. <laughs> how many how many categories of specs do you think you're gonna need to know to guess one of Ashley's cars? I'll just go with two. Wow. See flow. I'll try one. All right, pick your spec. Low baller. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're supposed to do, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Vince, you want to go zero? I can, do, I can do zero. I can do zero. All right, you want to take a stab at the yeah, crown? Yeah, I'm going to just guess right now. <laughs> crown Victoria. Crown no. Victoria, P71. Dude, no. No, that no. Can I just oh, guess? Oh, it's wrong guess. Oh, man, I'm like, lose. is it an Evo? It is an Evo. It's an Evo, D-Wood! D-Wood gets it. D-Wood gets it. Can we get some applause, please? Two points for, yeah, let me, yeah. Here I was thinking, sorry, I was thinking I was thinking Sarah Sarah Fairfield, wrong wrong person. Good art. I should never. I should have never been born. Clearly. Yeah, that's clear. All right. Um, yeah, we got about four minutes, three minutes okay, left in this. Okay. Let's choose right. the uh, no, DT contributor category since we haven't done that one yet. That would be the DT bitches category. All right. Contributor. Here we go. <laughs> now I got every single one of you fools on, in here, pretty much. So you're gonna have to pick a number between like one and five. Who, who's picking? Five. Oh, three. Three. Six. Five. Six. Three. I want six. Three. No. <laughs> Doing like sixes. All right, here we go. <laughs> this car belongs to Phil. Or or was Phil. once owned or drove. Mazamiata. That's wrong, Vince. You lose. <laughs> Dang it. All right, Vince, you're out of this one. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. So for Phil. Okay. What, how many specs do you think you'll need? Uh, three. Oh, man. See, D Wood doesn't even know Phil. I don't know him either. All right. <laughs> See, I I, I know this. I could get this. Let's keep this go. going. Let's keep go. it going. Vince, did, Vince, how many how many specs do you think you'd need? Two. Well, then I clearly only need one. Clearly. <laughs> Does anyone want to just take a guess? This no. is the worst game ever. Just just tell us the clues. Right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, D Wood, here's your spec. What spec do you want? Engine. No, it doesn't uh, matter. Engine, just yeah. give him the no, spec. This, this is what you get. I'm gonna pick the spec. <laughs> yes. Just do it. The specs you get are going to be. <laughs> Available colors. <laughs> Sunset beige metallic. Here we go. It, if you name the actual colors. In seven spot. different factory colors. Clearly. It's, it uh, the answer is obvious. Come on. Alabaster silver metallic. <laughs> Celestial blue metallic. I, I, I have my guess already. All right, what do you think? Ford Model T. <laughs> He's good, man. <laughs> no, that's not it. That only came All in right, one color. Next spec then. Vince, you have a guess? Yeah. Uh, no, but listen uh, to the colors. Keep going with the colors. Know, yeah, keep going with the colors. All right. The right. other colors are crystal black pearl. Uh, the Milano red. Yes. Polished metal metallic. Wow, that's a. Color. Yeah. I'm thinking like Ford Escort or something. No, that's it's close, but not it. Oh no, a Cavalier. That's what Come it is. Come on, did you guys know Chevy Cavalier? Have you guys even looked at the DT fleet page ever? Oh I don't yeah, he bought he bought a he got rid of his Miata. Right, what did he get? Driving? What did he get Come in on, this place? What's he driving? What's he driving? Uh, I can look it up on the website on my phone. Like but less than a minute. That would be like a I, cheating thing. I think we both fail. Was it a Mini Cooper? No. Hmm. no. A fifty-seven Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What do you think? Keep guessing. Oh, <laughs> Ford Focus. Dude, come on, man! Oh. Listen to the colors. What kind? What car company would have colors like metal, metallic, metallic? All of them. All of them do. That doesn't Seriously. really give anything away. Honda Fit. There you go. Uh, uh, okay. I, I'm gonna declare D Wood the winner because YouTube. Well, C Flow. This is a confusing and infuriating game. I vote that we <laughs> never play it again. Actually, I was <laughs> say this is the best game ever on the show. But <laughs> I agree with Vince. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you.
In a world where Volkswagen engines need to be built and repaired, one shop stands alone. One man leads the charge. His name, George Rodriguez. The shop, European Motor Works. They specialize in Volkswagen Type 4 engine build and machining services. They can grind your crankshaft. They can build an engine. They can port your heads and job your valves. <laughs> Give George a call at 310-644-8048 or visit his website at europeanmotorworks.com. Visit him in Hawthorne, California. Just a few miles south of scenic Los Angeles International Airport. Watch out for white walkers on the way. <laughs> the phone number again is 310-644-8048 or visit europeanmotorworks.com. Tell them DT Radio sent you. Hey, Motorheads, we're back from that little break and that little word from our sponsor. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we're doing a segment now called Seaflow's News, wherein I, Seaflow, uh, talk about things that are in the news, in the automotive news. So the, the big one, I think, that happened this week was the youngest ever Formula One champion uh, race winner w- won a race. <laughs> D. Wood. That was a really was awkward D. way it was to D. say Wood. that. The, uh, Max Verstappen just oh. got promoted from the Toro Rosso team up to the Red Bull team in Formula One and won his first race with that team and won his first race ever and became the youngest ever winner. And he's 18 years old. So that was pretty cool. I watched it. Uh, Mercedes finally took each other out. Hamilton and Rosberg had a nice big crash in uh, turn three, I think it was, on the first lap. So that was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless we, you're a Mercedes fan, that was fun to watch, yeah. We've been waiting for that for like two years to happen. Yeah, uh, it's, it's surprising I, that yeah. it hasn't <laughs> happened more, yeah, given yeah. how I close those they guys had are. A li- they've had a couple little bumps, but they've never fully taken each other out, and, and it finally happened, and, you know. They, so so your opinion, wh- whose fault was that? Whose fault was that yeah. crash? Yeah, because the FAI says it's no one's fault, and the team says it's no That one's was fault. Rosberg's fault. You think it was Rosberg's fault? Yeah. Wow. Because he was in the wrong mode. And his little red light was blinking, and yeah. Hamilton said, "Okay, I'm going around you because you're slow." And Rosberg completely closed the door and did not leave that one car length. But you only you only have to leave the car with if the car's next to you. And Hamilton yeah, was not. Yeah, but he next was to closing him. so much faster that he He's wasn't next to him before he came over, and then he was next he's to got, him. When see, because I think it was Hamilton's fault because Hamilton was in the grass trying to break. 
right? And you can't yeah, break in grass. I don't know. I get. I mean, they're they're both equal. D-Wood. They're both uh, partially final at answer. Fault. Final answer. D Wood. Whose fault was it? Well, it's, uh, I'm definitely the most versed in this uh, topic. I didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't even see watch. the race. <laughs> no, I, uh, okay. I did see a picture of them in well, the Well, that dirt, qualifies so you. Okay. I think I'm ready to mm-hmm. make yeah. this, this call. Yeah. And I, I have to say that I'm with Chris on this one. Okay. Because I thought it was Danny, Danny Kafia's no, fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I will go on record and, and say that I'm not really a Hamilton fan, but I, in this case, I do not think that that was his fault. I think he probably shouldn't have been so aggressive on the turn three of the first lap. But the crash itself, the actual contact between the cars, I think was Rosberg's fault. So, anyway. The news. Uh, don't really care about that. Uh, also in the news <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Nissan is taking over Mitsubishi Motors. Uh, you guys might have heard about that. There's this Mitsubishi tire inflate gate scandal where Mitsubishi overinflated their tires to get better fuel economy um, ratings, EPA ratings. Did you guys, you guys are looking at me like I'm is, an is alien. That, is that not okay? Or are not but, supposed to do that? <laughs> no, not supposed to do that. That was only for uh, like overnight parts from Japan though, right? That yeah. was only in the JDM market, right? Yeah. Okay. The Eclipse, the danger to manifold. No, 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 seriously. No. They, they were cheating on the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, in, not, it yeah. wasn't in the US. Yeah, so. um, but anyway, Nissan, I guess, is taking a controlling stake in Mitsubishi Motors. But Mitsubishi Motors is in turn mostly owned by Mitsubishi Heavy Industries oh. and mm-hmm. uh, some other part of Mitsubishi. The, the, the giant corp concern corporation anyway um, but I, I guess if Nissan can can put something back into Mitsubishi's lifeless product uh, portfolio that they have here then that's a good thing but then again I don't I'm not really a fan Nissan's of Nissan's got some horrible today. cars in the market as well right I so. mean their their newer trucks are okay like the new Titan they came out with seems pretty decent their new Armada SUV is going to be based on the Patrol which is a like a Land Cruiser but it's a Nissan um but the cars, I mean, we don't need more soul-sucking CV2-equipped barges featuring distorted <laughs> clown face headlight designs, right? Like the, the Nissan Sentra and Maxima. They're just oh, they're they're terrible. Yeah. The Versa. But I, I just read an article. Even the Altima was on, like, the top seven worst feedback. Like, car, it was about 50% of the yeah. owners would buy that car again. So I don't, I don't know what happened wow. to Nissan, like, between the 90s and now, but they really took a... A turn for the worse. I think it was when they moved their U.S. based presence from uh, Torrance, right down the street from us, to, to Tennessee. Right to Tennessee, and that, oh, that I have to, I have to correct an error that you made on the air a couple weeks ago. You said that sometimes. Honda had moved, but they have wrong. not. Yeah, Honda still is still here in yeah. Torrance. <clears throat> Toyota is still here in Torrance, and they're actually going to. You know, there was already a public apology and a full like session on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I said that on the Mark yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I should have never. It wasn't worn. on this show. But. It, it, it was definitely when Nissan went away from turbo. So the 300Z ended, and that was uh, kind of the start of the end. I think the 300ZX yeah. twin turbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, after the 90s, terrible. you're right. Yeah, the, the Sentra was good. The yeah. B13 Sentra well, when it was still like cheap and small and when, when boxy. Did that, when did that stop being in mid 90s? Yeah, yeah, about the same. So time. And yeah, the, and the 240s was a good car, right? 240SX yeah. Yeah. also kind of mid to late 90s. It kind of yeah. stopped. So yeah, it's okay. probably whenever Renault or who, who took a yeah, big, Renault. Renault, yeah, yeah, controlling and in, in, uh, controlling interest in them. Yep. So the French will do that. They will do that <laughs> anyway. Uh, also in the news, FCA Fiat Chrysler is killing Dodge the Dodge Dart Chrysler 200 what? sedans. They just not bought make the 200 out. The, yeah, they, they just spent a ton of money and now they're going to kill it. Yeah, and didn't uh, they just bring the Dart back? Isn't that only like yeah. three years old? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And Sergio Marchione is going to wear his turtlenecks and uh, kill the kill the cars. Uh, but they're also moving the, the Chrysler 300 onto a front-wheel drive platform. So to me, what that sounds like oh. is 
they're not actually killing the 200 they're just changing the name to the three and they're killing the old 300 that's based on the 1995 mercedes e-class <laughs> which <Yeah>. it is <laughs> and they still make that today so to me in my mind that means that there's room in the chrysler lineup for a new big rear wheel drive sedan that's going to be called something else do, do uh, we really need another like 1960s kind of <laughs> rear wheel drive heavyweight? I don't know sedan? if it's yes. if it's yes, a competitor actually, yeah. to like the Chevy SS or something like that. Exactly. Or, then sure. But the Chrysler ones are just the, they're just I mean I don't know a Magnum well, or the, what's the 300 is just they're just such like boats. It's just they're not they're not yeah. fast because they just weigh too much. Even well, the SRT well, version. Yeah. Well, well, so if they come out with a new one that's that's better then. Great. It'll just be right. heavier and have more like nav and more like <laughs> fancy touchscreen stuff in it, right? But what else are they going to do with all the 57 Chevy chassis? Yeah, they've got them stacked up, right? That was part of the bailout plan. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they inherited all of GM's excess inventory. Um, anyway, so that's happening. Um, the other thing is that Jeremy Clarkson, Rick, Richard Hammond, and James May have announced that their new show on Amazon Prime is going to be called The Grand Tour. So that the former Top Gear hosts have a name for their show. They have a concept. It's going to be like a traveling road show um, instead of it being always based in the same studio. Um, their producer, their old producer from Top Gear goes with them. So hopefully that show will be entertaining. The guy that um, Jeremy Clarkson punched or a different producer? No, no. Oh. The, like the head, the, the main producer. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Executive <laughs> or whatever. Um, but so I, I would personally want to see more new car reviews from them. Like instead of all these crazy challenges that they do, I, I actually appreciate their, when they actually talk about a car that's coming to market and they don't just like say it's great. Like everybody else does, they will point out shortcomings and you know, whatever dichotomies and, and terrible things about this great new car also exists. So, you know, I wish that they would. Now, do you think they'll have that same freedom now that they're attached to a company that takes advertiser money? Yeah, I don't know. BBC is public, right? So that's the reason why they they, could say anything they wanted. All that stuff, but now they're going to have to pander to the advertisers, I'm sure. So, but yeah, you know, they could keep some unbiased. It'll be be fun to listen to. You would would hope that whatever sponsors come know what they're getting themselves into there with those three guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you if you're like GM and you loan press cars to people and then they like trash on them and, and crash them to the wall like Jalopnik did to a, a, uh, a Camaro. Camaro not yeah. too long ago um, <clears throat> they they get really like pissing like they don't invite you to future events and like you, they're, they're yeah. really like and, and, and well, well there's so, a difference between crashing a car and just talking about things yeah, that are like bad panning it, about is, it. Yeah. yeah yeah you're not gonna get invited back if you pan the car well, right so. right so and, and top gear what, could do that what they need well it's not top gear it's the grand tour oh, sorry yes yeah. yeah that's what it's the grand tour the new top gear is something else entirely now but yeah it's got uh joey from friends on it yeah. which i thought is just like what and sabine schmitz and yeah. some other guys chris Very harris strange. is on it anyway from fifth gear yeah yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. she's now on top gear anyway i think that's pretty much all i have for this week I didn't get to do it last week, but this was Seaflow's news. So, where to your mother? Hey, that was awesome. Um, I don't think we have any fancy music or anything, but um, <laughs> someday, someday if we're producer gonna get Ben that. wants like sing a song for us. We can do that. Otherwise, we're gonna go into from the website. Still no, still no fancy, fancy music. Oh, there, that's good. <laughs> from the website. That's the sound of talking somebody about punching their. By the way, if, if anyone wants to call into the show, apparently producer Ben had the um, the ringer off on the phone earlier when I gave the phone number out, and if you called in, you probably got some sort of. Uh, busy droid. signal or something droids yeah. I don't know what you got but um, 424-260-2822 you can be on the air in Daily Turismo Radio that's 424-260-2822 
Uh, hopefully and that if we don't get a call, I'll hit the Skype test call, and then we'll just talk to them. Whoever, whoever, <laughs> whoever that is. That's, is that a human <laughs> that a or a robot? Thing? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> okay, it <laughs> could be fun. You just go on chat chat roulette or whatever, and just <laughs> find someone. You know, it could be good times. <laughs> All right, uh, from the so website. From the website. Um, we're gonna we're talking about dailytourism.com. That's the website. Uh, and we're gonna talk about the um, best the car of the week. And um, my car of the week uh, was the 1989 Acura Legend LS. It's got a V6 manual transmission, three thousand bucks in Chula Vista. A tip from Fuel Truck, who is the ultimate tipper. Um, he's a good guy. Um, you know, it's 161 horsepower uh, V6 in a in a Honda from the from the late 80s. Uh, manual transmission and uh, it looked in good shape for yeah. three thousand dollars. Seemed like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. Drive that thing for another hundred thousand miles and, and put about thousand bucks of maintenance into it. Free, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sell it for that. So that was a good car, but obviously that's not the car I'd buy. That's just my favorite car. The car I'd buy was the um, the AMG three hundred SEL Red Pig because that thing was oh, so yeah. sweet. It was a little yeah. bit overpriced. Oh yeah, they wanted was. like sixty grand for it or something like they that. They did a, they did a good job, but I don't think it was worth that much. No, they just it was a bunch of stickers, but it was a regular um, a two eighty SEL with a four point five liter V eight. Yeah, it wasn't the six point the long yeah, whatever it was, long, it was long 6. wheels. 8. But yeah, what's what's a bunch of stickers by the way? Like racing. <laughs> yeah, stickers. I know, I know, yeah. I know. But what does Vince consider a bunch? It was like plastered in stickers. It had a lot of stickers. <laughs> a lot of stickers. I'll, I'll, it was I'll back racy. him up on that. Yeah. But but it looked good. It looked like the red it, pig. There was no front bumper, a bunch of like rally lights. Car. Yeah, I yeah. would drive that to work every day sure. if I had a job. Sure, I would <laughs> drive my kids to <laughs> school. This is your job. Fire. It's true. Yeah, I drive it here. <laughs> I'd park it out in the street in Gardena. No problem. Um, you would. It it was just it was sweet looking. I think it had a racing seat in it, harness, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. good it stuff. It was perfect for like driving the kids around. Yeah, just let them roll around in the back and bash their heads on the. <laughs> Tubes of the roll bar. So they they make helmets that size, right? Yeah, yeah right. Kitty helmets. Seaflow, uh, what's your uh, car of the week? Car of the week, um, probably the um, 1970 Plymouth Fury. Oh. That was from, nice. I think it was in Chicago. It's a big land barge, but so, I think you said it reminded you of Dirty Harry and some other people yeah. talked about like, you know, old like cop movies and shows and the. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, and like the, the French Connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it definitely looks like a car from. Uh, from one of those type of uh, shows or movies, and and these fuselage Chryslers, I think, are pretty cool. You don't see them on the road anymore, mm-hmm. anywhere, um, and it's just such a big, like, wide, low, long car that you could. I thought for sure you were going to pick the Volvo, the the um, seven seven sixty with the V eight swap. I don't like the seven hundred series Volvo. Uh, I'm sorry. What? What? They're just I don't know. They're you just, feeling okay? They're I too know. dorky. Do you need, need another beer? I know. I always talk about the Volvo two forties, not oh. the seven forties. Get it straight. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not to say it's a bad car, but uh, I, it's just not really my thing. The Volvo 700. I don't know. Huh. It's just a little bit okay. too stodgy. So that was the car. <laughs> you, the, the furious yeah. car you would buy as well, or no? The, no. I, I no, the car you'd buy was the Volvo. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to find it. I wouldn't buy a 700. Um, it's, just like, it's like a 240 with like slightly different styling. No, right? it's the, the it's a completely different car. Seaflow, you know what? that's what everyone was expecting you to say. Though. I know. <laughs> what I think I would buy is the 1979 Chevy Malibu wagon. Ooh, that with was awesome. With the, was it a 5.3 liter V8? Yeah, I can And a five-speed nice. transmission and some kind of weird like Play-Doh bumper. I don't and know. And the what. rust dripping down the sides? Yeah, I don't know what's up with it's that. Because the rest of the car looks great, but then the, the stupid front bumper just looks terrible. So I don't I don't know why they didn't just put a regular bumper on it, uh, but that's that's a pretty cool yeah, car that one of our, our contributors uh, Andy Liss wrote yeah. up 
That's, and it's that was Magnus does you know station wagons right there. Yeah, it's a little yeah. low, more low key than a Magnus Walker. Ah. It, you know, most of the body panels are the same color, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's not crashing into the back of a pickup or yeah. a, a semi with it. Flatbed. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know that looked like a fun car because it's a wagon and because it's uh, fast and it has a V8 and all those good fun things in a manual transmission and you could use that car every day and it would be. F- fairly fast and, and unique and fun. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, those are the cars of the week. Now, the comment of the week, because uh, com gets lots of comments. Um, I'm going to give this one this week to Kilgore Trout. That's such a great uh, Fantastic name, name, by yeah. the way. Screen yeah. name, whatever we call it. His, uh, well, I mean, his parents must have been kind of interesting people. Name him Kilgore Trout. I mean, Isn't that a character from a novel or something? I, I want to say that's a know. literary reference. I don't know how to read. We, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so he was commenting <laughs> on the 2005 Chevy SSR with a six-speed. So it's got the LS V8 and a six-speed and a Chevy SSR, which is that kind of pickup-looking thing. Yeah. And he says, I didn't realize you could get these with a stick. And unfortunately, that's the entire list of cool things about this. <laughs> it's as bleep as a car. It's as bleep as a truck. And it has the weird bubble pretend to be retro thing going on. And I personally find them hideous. If someone wanted to give this to me, I'd be happy. I'd also be ripping the drivetrain out and scrapping the body and scrap it by throwing it in the back of a real truck. <laughs> so Kilgore, that was uh, that was well done. I, I think those were built on the Chevy Trailbla- Trailblazer chassis. Uh, you Is know, right? I don't know, but uh, but Mr. K. Wong said that um, he recalled driving one of these and it was truly truly a '60s experience. The yeah. cowl shake and general feeling of structural wobbliness was straight out of a past. I mean, era. it's it's an open bucket yeah. on top of a ladder frame. Yeah. So with a separate those, bed. they yeah. do maintain their value surprisingly well for what it is. Yeah. I don't know why. I, but I saw one be... the other day on the street. It was very like disorienting to but see that. I guess again, old people but... have money because yeah. it's an old guy car. Like you, You're yeah, not yeah. going to see someone below about 65, 70 driving on those things. Right. Like a, like a prowler I think there, or a Well, there were a few years where GM had stopped making the Camaro, hmm. the, what was it, fourth generation Camaro, yep. uh, but they hadn't started making the fifth gen Camaro yet. So there really wasn't a V8 rear drive manual transmission. Solid axle in the back. Car. Yeah. <laughs> except for this weird pickup thing. Hmm. So I think for those years, that's what those people bought. I so say those people, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> I just mean if, if you want, if you're a GM fan and you wanted that combination of features, that was your only choice in a, in a certain range of years, which is kind of sad, but that was, that was good old government motors. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Back then. So anyway. that was from the website. Uh, it's always a good place to hang out, dailyturismo.com. Hey, I hang out there all the time. Hey, you, yeah. you bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the next uh, thing we're going to do is we're going to do a little game called Best Car 4. Oh, yeah. This is it's an actual game. good game. Oh, Unlike wow. Ben's game. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we're going to take turns deciding the, <laughs> that was pretty blah, funny. Blah, blah. the best car for a particular activity. Okay. okay it's best car for. Best okay. car for a D-Wooding. That's that's the first Toyota one. Supra, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> so we, we take turns all saying what it is. So I'm going to say uh, 57 Chevy, and you said D- Supra, and D-Wood, what do you think best car for D-Wooding? Oh, for D-Wooding. Yeah. Uh. Oh, was that actually the first No, thing? but you, it, oh. you just made it the oh, first okay, time. I like right, that. All right. Hmm. That's going to take a minute. Give me a minute <laughs> to think. So so just Two, let people on the radio one. know, D-Wooding is when you kind of pose in front of a car with your arm by your face. And anyway, go to the website. Go to Facebook. On your, just Google it. <laughs> you put your fist on your chin, you kneel down, and you put your your elbow on your knee. Yeah, there's a, there's a Facebook group on it yeah. anyway. Well, it's a long story. It's uh, Okay, so best car for, the first one is the best car for sleeping inside of it. So I'm going to start with C-Flow. 
He's ready for the sleeping fight. inside of it. Yep. Um, I have some experience sleeping in cars, and I'll say the best one was my 1984 Mercedes 300 TD. Oh, that's a good choice. And the, and it's, it was a wagon, but not. I wasn't sleeping where you thought I was sleeping, which would be in the back. But I was driving back from Laguna Seca from the the Monterey Historics one day, one year, and um, it was like 2 a.m. and I couldn't drive anymore, so I just pulled off and I reclined the driver's seat, which went all the way back. Nice. And it was so comfortable, and I slept until like 6 a.m. And Mbtex. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. D Wood. D Wood. Best, Best car, car for, for sleeping, sleeping in. In which to sleep. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience sleeping in vehicles. Okay. But uh, I have to say that I would just take the easy route out and say a pickup truck. Okay. With, yeah. Like with an inflatable mattress yeah, in the back. Some, yeah. That, yeah. That works. As long as you're not in you know, a rainy storm or you have a How camper. Have a camper on it. Yeah. Like a 1986 Toyota Hilux. That, that's yeah. a very good choice. Yeah. yeah. Ben, you got any. Uh... Yeah, mine would be some sort of creepy van conversion. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> With the, like a weird like diamond shaped window on the side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With some shag carpet inside, and some something like, like that. Airbrushed leopards on it. <laughs> Free Wist- candy no, painted it, on the side. No wizards. No, no I'm it, thinking no, full it, custom thing. Yeah, oh. it, it would be like you know the big Mexican, the Aztec guy. You know. Oh yeah, yeah like Imhotep yeah, yeah. or one of those. Guys. He has some <laughs> ziggurats in the background. <laughs> it's awesome. I want one of those. <laughs> so, some so Cragger my- SS mag wheels. <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Mine would be the Saab 990 MS. Oh, yeah. And the reason why is because those seats in the back, like, they folded flat, like right. flat as you can get. You pull the headrests out, you drop the seats down, and you had a whole area. You, you put your feet the in the trunk, basically. Yep. Yeah, under yeah. the under the hatchback, and yep. uh, you can, you know, crack the sunroof, and you can sleep in Did it. you sleep in that car when you had um, it? I thought I was going to have to, because my wife was so upset about me yeah, having yeah. it, but I never did, actually. <laughs> so, okay. thankfully. Uh, all right, next best car for um, driving in the Baja 1000. Safe you're up. Um, but, uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> lots and lots of people do it still every year. There's a there's a class called Class 11, which is quote unquote stock Volkswagen Beetle. It's not really stock, but it's pretty close. And they put a cage in and they lift it and they put some some gnarly tires on it. But other than that, it's still a Volkswagen Beetle. And they go slow, but they finish. Right. And it's like just a real when it breaks, you old just fix school it and keep going. Yeah, experience. <laughs> I kind of want to do it. I have a beetle that probably needs to be <laughs> class 11 eyes. <laughs> so. Nice. All right, well, D Wood. Well, I think it's easy for what? me. It would be an 86 Toyota Hilux. Again? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. A, it's the same thing. Strong move. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of lack of creativity. You could, you could do, do the Baja 1000 and then just sleep in the back. Exactly. Yeah. Which you may have to do. Right. Because there's really nowhere else to sleep <laughs> <laughs> other than like with scorpions and stuff. Pretty sure Ben. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that um with that Crown Vic that Caswell's taking down there. You know, oh nice, mm. that's gonna be nice. You have a lot of experience in the back of a Crown Vic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gardena after all. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, I would take a, a rented uh, van, like you rent a nice GM, like you know GM van. Well, yeah, but you're copying that from Caswell again. This is correct. Yeah, but I would take that chase vehicle and race it with it. Oh, I see. Not just Actual, tow your race car, yeah, but, but actually, actually enter it. it in the race. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Because they can take, you know, it's, Would it's you a modify newish it car. in any way? No, just just take just it. Stock, and just go. Yeah, four wheel drive go. or rear wheel drive? It, sure, four wheel drive would be good if you could get I it. Guess, I guess car. most of most Baja One Thousand vehicles are just rear wheel drive. Uh, Come to think of it, the trophy trucks are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not like it's a you know you know when there's well there's, of course notes tell you when there's loose sand and you know okay yeah you, you just kind of like plow through it I think right it's not a it's not a hill climb event it's a 
Bah. Yeah, it's a it's a speed event. Yeah. yeah, you do need fuel economy as well. So that's, that's true. That's helpful. You could in the back of a van, you could put a giant fuel tank and never have to stop. Just extra fifty five gallon drums of gas just, back there. Just yeah, with, like, like just tied out hoses down. and yeah, sure. zip ties and stuff. <laughs> well, you could have a hand crank. Yeah, you could have. So you can just pump right. it recruit while you're one of your dumb friends to sit idea. in the back and. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, okay, so um, the next one is uh, picking up your mother in law from the airport. Best car for? Um, my mother-in-law has a CRV. And no, this I have, is for you to pick her up in, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uber. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good yeah. answer, D. Wood. Well, is it, I would have to tell her when she flew from China to only bring a handbag. Yeah. So that I could take her in the catarum. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Catamaran that, 7. Yeah, exactly. And I'll bring some earplugs for her. For her? For her, yeah. You can't ride in those things without without earplugs. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Strong move. Ben. Uh, uh, I would actually take your STI, Vince. You take my and, STI to go yeah, pick up just, your mother-in-law at the yeah, airport? Yeah, exactly. You terrify her? drive the hell out of it, exactly. Yeah, so she'd just sit there and wouldn't say anything to it, you, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be terrified. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good call. And it's maneuverable in all that crazy traffic at LAX. It'd be perfect. Nice job. Okay. That's good. I'd take a motorcycle, I think. <laughs> like, I don't know. I drive a motorcycle a that well. I'd figure it out. No, just a motorcycle and just Normal be like, in the back. You, you don't typically drive motorcycles. You ride though. them. Yeah. Oh, you ride motorcycles? Sorry. This is like See, this is showing how much, of, how a much of, a, of a four-wheeler I am. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. You know, show up at the airport. With them. I actually one time got, true story, I got picked up from the airport by a guy on a motorcycle. Just some guy or did just you Just a know? random guy. No, was, <laughs> I actually worked for him. He was the boss at this company I worked for in the Bay Area at the time. Yeah. It's a good time. Was it Elon Musk? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Not Elon Musk. It was a guy who, he and his wife both owned motorcycles and no cars. And they lived in the city of Berkeley and they wow. had a like, teenage daughter. Huh? They didn't own a car. So oh, everywhere well, they went yeah, was motorcycles. So in Berkeley yeah, they, they, in the Bay Area, shock, you can yeah. get away with that. They actually bought they a shopping cart. they actually have public transportation that works there. Correct, yes. Yeah. yeah. And they actually <laughs> bought a shopping cart from a store that was going out of business so they could go shopping with it. Because otherwise they couldn't get the groceries home. So they'd yeah. walk to it with the store. In, wow. Ber- in Berkeley, isn't That's it amazing. against the law for like a family to own two cars? Actually, probably, uh, yeah. N- they can't be nuclear powered, that's for sure. <laughs> when you drive into the city limits, there's a sign that says it's a nuclear free zone. No atoms are right. allowed to have a nucleus. <laughs> right. Ignoring the fact that Strawberry <laughs> Creek running through campus is like it, totally radioactive and toxic. Yes. Well, and there's a reactor in the yeah. basement of the mechanical engineering building, and there's a reactor up on the hill at Lawrence Berkeley Laboratory. Anyway, yes. Next. Next topic. Okay, next uh, <laughs> next best car for we're gonna do we're gonna do one more I think before we before we start to wrap the show up here, um, starring in an episode of Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. Um, have you have you seen that show by the way? Oh uh, yeah, oh have yeah. You, you would. Yeah, only a few times, but a a good watch. You should you should watch all of them <laughs> in sequence. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's cool because, I mean, you'd think that they just talk about cars the whole time, but they don't. I mean, Jerry picks up the guest in some cool car, and they talk about it for a couple minutes, and that, but then mostly they're talking about comedy, and, and that's a that's interesting to kind of get an insight into what do comedians talk about with each other, like the craft of comedy and, and all that. Did, did, um, you, did you see the episode where he had uh, Obama on it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Obama got to drive around the White House lawn. In yeah, a, they, they in couldn't they couldn't leave the White Corvette. House. Right, yeah, so they, they just drove around the, grounds, the White House lawn. Yeah. And Obama was so like stiff and weird. It was like, and Seinfeld's like this funny, like gregarious guy, and like, well, that's really... just oh, that's just Obama's like personality. I think yeah, he was actually was like, pretty funny was, on the show. No, it I was thought. funny though. It was entertaining. I liked it. Yeah. Um. So to so like 
Seinfeld is coming to pick me up. <laughs> That's right. You have, you get to pick the car. Uh, Ford RS two hundred. Hmm? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I know. <Sure. laughs> Group B rally car. Sure. Or a Porsche nine five nine. Maybe that would be better because he's a Porsche guy. Jerk. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, that was yours. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, on that note. I want to make some thanks here. Um, that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, tune in next week when we have Andrew Collins uh, from Jalopnik's Truck Yeah. He'll be joining us in the studio talking about trucks and yeah. <laughs> um, big thanks to Aaron Shelby for being a great guest today. Seaflow, um, thanks for being an awesome co-host as, as always. You got it. And thanks to D. Wood for drinking beer with us and hanging out. And thanks for producer Laura for helping us with Ben's uh, issues. And finally, thanks to producer Ben for moving some knobs up and down. And keep on wrenching. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo. And on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 